Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. I forgot, or are you just was ignoring you when we logged on? But good God, we have a birthday. It's the Reaper's birthday. Holy shit. Happy birthday, old man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was good. I'll give you that. Me. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Welcome, everybody, to the birthday edition. I don't think we've had a birthday edition before. Uh, of Sons of Slam, my name is Chris Mindell, along with the birthday reaper, Mr. Joe Black. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Another year around the sun, and if I'm being completely honest, I'm just happy that I have finally graduated out of the 27 Club. It was a big worry of mine. Um, I <laughs> talked so much shit about it uh, did, yes. in the past that uh, I, I figured karma was just going to come back and get me, but smack your ass. we made it. Mama, we made it. <laughs> we made it to 28, the 27 Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man any plans for today to celebrate uh, getting out of the 27 club i'm actually as soon as this is over i'm going out to top golf gonna play nice. a little bit out there with a couple of my buddies and then uh in vegas and then i'm oh, coming a, directly a, what was that in vegas that's a far trip huh? yeah i wish oh, that'd be great vegas would be awesome yeah quick four you know five hour five hour plane ride to vegas, vegas Where, where's back. where's top golf in on the aisle out in long island it's like where, where 60, 62, like 62 on the LA. Who are you out there? Yeah, it's out there. Out it's there. out there. It's a good hour okay. for me. But well, enjoy, sir. It's worth it. It's worth it. May you. And then I get to go home and uh, have dinner and cut a cake with my family. There you go. Nice. Very nice. As the saying goes, may you live as long as you want, but never want as long as you live. And happy birthday, bud. Thank you very much, buddy. All that cheesy shit out of the way. Let's cut that off. All right. So, <laughs> um, we have a couple. Let's of things get to down talk to about. brass tacks. Brass tacks. We have a couple of things to talk about here. So, uh, first off, we'll get to our experience as we always do in a bit, as far as our last week experience uh, on the aisle slash Queens. Uh, technically, still Queens, but 
it's it, it's not it's barely Nassau County. It's, <laughs> it's on the the ass crack hair of Queens. Exactly. As Uncle Rico put it, I could throw a football and hit Queens. <laughs> um, Go football right over to mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon. Um, let's, well, there was the big story uh, last week. It actually kind of happened when we recorded um, uh, last week about uh, another release. And you hate to see him. Yes. You really do hate to see him, especially when it's in, in mass. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um but this one happened uh, in solo, and we are talking about one uh, Jeffrey Hardy. Oh, oh! I have a, we'll call it a theory about this. Mm. Now I'm pretty sure it's not true, but it'd be so awesome if it was. What if Jeff Hardy? purposely did that <laughs> as he said or the reports say that he did not but go ahead yeah did so it? what if he purposely walked out mm -hmm. just didn't answer any calls and then eventually it came down to like hey i'm not taking your offer for rehab either you can either keep me you can let me go and they let him go <sighs> with that being said mm-hmm I believe 90 days from about a week ago would put us in March, mm -hmm. middle of March. Expect him to show up in AEW. Yes. Opposed Any that, retort to that? Was there, I didn't know if that was a period or you continue on with the, with the thoughts. I, that can be a period or I can continue going. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll put period on that. And then I will say, uh, you're absolutely dead wrong. And now I'm going to start on my whole Jeff Hardy uh, thread here. So, um, December 9th, I'm trying to go just go through the timeline here. December 9th, uh, he was released after a, well, not after the video came out, but he had a match in Edinburgh, Texas at a WWE live event. Uh, he was wrestling with Xavier Woods and Drew McIntyre. Against the bloodline in the main event. Um, and uh, at the event, it was said that he went home. Uh, they sent him home uh, during the match. Uh, and then he was replaced by Rey Mysterio. Uh, let's see here. He was looking sluggish during his entrance. According to reports, he had made a hot tag to McIntyre about 10 minutes into the match. Uh, after the tag, Hardy rolls out of the ring and leaves through the crowd. Uh, and then WWE security on the video is... is uh, Visible quickly, uh, mobilizing to uh, handle the unexpected events for Jeff Hardy going through the the crowd. Um, the face team won. Jeff Hardy never came out to celebrate. Uh, let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. Hardy took a light shove in the middle of the ring, immediately collapsed into a prone position. Fans tried to rally behind hit, uh, Jeff. Uh, the match was doomed from the start. Uh, and then it was clear to fans uh, who were asked that Jeff was not 100%. So there's that. Uh, according to reports, what, let me see what else here. I, I had a, a whole bunch of... Uh, all right. Uh, as you mentioned before, Jeff Hardy uh, refusing rehab. So uh, WWE uh, reportedly tried to help. Um, 
and, and prior to all of this, uh, let, me, let me preface the entire thing by saying that we we all know that Jeff has had his his problems before, and I'll I'll get to his most major, uh, at least in, in my opinion, his most major issue that he's had uh, in his career. Um, let's see here. Bop, 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 bop. Turned down the offer uh, for for help. Uh, Sean Ross uh, Sapp from Fightful uh, said, "I've heard WWE offer Jeff Hardy help in rehab, and it wasn't accepted." He's hoping uh, things get better for him. Uh, uh, Matt Hardy had posted online uh, via Twitter that uh, several times, uh, if you go through his his posts regarding Jeff, that he was doing fine. He had also posted a photo of him him and his Matt, Jeff, and Matt's kids uh, a couple days ago. Hardy 2.0, boys. Yes, the 2.0, boys. Um Okay, so that's that's what I have as far as uh, what happened with with Jeff. I have a, a ton of other tabs here that I, I'm going to get to. Um, the aforementioned events. Uh, I don't know if you, you were even watching uh, TNA at the time, but this happened in, in 2011. Um, I know what you're talking about, but I did not watch it at the time. So this was March 13th, 2011, and it was the main event for the TNA title was Jeff Hardy versus Sting. Yep. And you get Jeff Hardy's music. Uh, he comes out. 45 seconds later, he is very sluggish in the ring. He, the camera gets into his face, and you just see his eyes are like almost rolled to the back of his head. Glossed over. Glossed for sure. over for sure. Eric Bischoff comes out. This is, I'm, I'm going off a of memory of, of this whole thing. Uh, other than the date, which I have in front of me, everything else I'm, I'm remembering as I watched it. I remember Eric Bischoff coming out. And saying uh, and changing the event to a no DQ match, and uh, which was probably in, in hindsight the best thing you could possibly do because then at, at that point it's just a free for all. Um, and the match went all of I want to say a minute and forty five seconds because then Sting put him in the uh, Scorpion uh, Deathlock and he tried to kick out. Mm-hmm. Like you see Jeff visibly trying to kick out and the referee just calling it. And yeah. and the, the 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 again in hindsight watching. The thinking back on that, the referee, and remember this this I only remember from watching it again, but the referee put up the X symbol before the match even started. I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> it did, he put the X up before the match started, so people knew back. Like I think that's it was that, and then Bischoff came out. So it, there was a whole series of events. So we just went boom, 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 boom. We saw what ha- was going on. Um, really, didn't, in in the time, I didn't think that was what was going on with Jeff, but. Uh, that maybe I was just being naive, but but yeah, that was that was a shit show, um, for sure. And you could just see Sting, you see Sting at the end of it, just having like the disappointed like, I'm not angry at you, I'm just disappointed. Oh, yeah, the ultimate father move, ultimate dad move, and and the camera like zoomed in on that. I remember that vividly. But uh, that was yeah, that that situation kind of um, it was supposed to like changes his mindset and never really apparently did. Nope. Never really did. He, I, when you got demons like that, it's tough to tackle them. So I just hope that report isn't true. Honestly, I hope my report is true. I hope that it was all just a work. <laughs> that would be the most that that'd be the most awesome thing ever. Which which brings me to uh, let's see here. Which my brings me to my point before. So um, my other tab that I had here I was reading over Sean Ross also said uh, 
silly to address this all, but according to those close with him, Jeff Hardy wasn't trying to get fired from WWE. He wasn't working to get out of this deal. The exact phrase I was given was that it was an absurd take. Um, so there's there's that. But also, uh, and, and Booker T actually uh, commented on this also, um, and I, I t- not that I tend to agree with him that much, but I agree with him in this situation. Uh, Tony Khan will not have this kind of thing going on in AEW. Um, he, is not, he is not about having someone who needs help, clearly, not get the help before he kind of transitions into into this company. You think he was he was taking on those problems? That's not that is not happening at all. Maybe if Jeff can prove that it's under control is not the word that I want to use, but that's the only thing that's coming to mind. You know, if he if he shows that he can have everything, this is the only reason why I say AEW. Obviously, it's the number one pick for everyone, everyone coming out of the out of the WWE. Mm. It has to be at this point. But if you look at who the AEW tag team division consists of, you have to put Matt and Jeff Hardy up with those tag teams. You have FTR. You have the Young Bucks. You have Private Party. You have Santana and Ortiz. You have the Lucha Brothers. Those are five, six great tag teams right there. And you add Matt and Jeff to that mix, it's going to be unbelievable. And especially after what happened this weekend at, at ROH Final Battle. If you add the Briscoe brothers into all of that, that is, it already is. It's the greatest tag team division in the world. I dare anybody to find a better stacked roster in their tag team division Probably than now. the one that AEW has. Now, right. As you said, it's... Now. now. Even in the pa- even the past year, it's still the greatest tag team division. Uh, understood. But realistically, you cannot have Tony Khan give well wishes and pushes of encouragement to someone like John Moxley, who's going through this right now, and not have... And then you're going to bring in Jeff Hardy? That's that's not happening. you you got to be realistic. You, you got to wait till he gets his help that he needs, and then you can move forward. But he's gotten the help in the past. Okay, but he's not. He he's gotten help in the past, he and he never help. stuck. Well, that, he stuck. Needs, stuck. <laughs> that's how. That's how serious it is. It never stuck. Uh, never yeah, stuck. Listen, sometimes you still need more help. Go, go get the help. Go get more help. You know, it's 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 not like you you're capped on therapy. Go get go get more help. It's fine. No, nobody's yeah. nobody's judging. People are judging you now because of of. The tack you're taking as far as refusing help, but if you really recognize this and you want to move forward in this career and have a even further career longer than you are, he's like the, he's like the Tom Brady of uh, of wrestling. It doesn't happen too often where you get into this age when you're in the in the business for twenty plus years and you can continue going on at a high rate. He was he was going to be the top guy. Roman Reigns said that he was very open to having a program with Jeff Hardy before he left. That's Roman that's how Reigns that's how serious he, he was. I mean, as far as on the top, he wasn't going to probably win, but he was still up there. No, a Jeff Hardy Roman Reigns storyline would have taken place bet- on the road to WrestleMania. Right between between the Rumble, if not at the Rumble, possibly, mm-hmm. but between the Rumble and WrestleMania, oh, that as, as big probably as, would have taken place as big as Jeff was, absolutely as big as, as big as he was getting too. Um, in this revival, this resurgence of his, uh, that would definitely been something that's on 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 dock for Rumble. Um, also, but, fun fact: I'm just saying. Sure, the week. Or the weekend, actually, that the Hardy Boys returned at WrestleMania 
three, I want to say. Uh, they were, if, do you remember that? The whole scenario with the Hardy Boys returning? Like, when, according to the IWC? When New Day introduced? Yes, but like everything leading up to that. We had all, everybody had wanted the, the Hardy Boys to be there. Right. But they were running like five different shows that weekend of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. The way it always was back then. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm saying that. Back then. I know. It's like two years ago, you can also say that, back then, <laughs> in this particular instance. But mm-hmm. there were always shows, WrestleMania weekend, in independent companies, local pro wrestling promotions, all that shit. And the Hardy Boys ran, like, four different shows that weekend. It just went down from f- five to four. It's whatever. I'm yeah, telling the story. Here you are. Um, and then everybody was like, no, there's, there's absolutely no way that the Hardys are going to show up at WrestleMania. And then the New Day came in and announced that it was going to be a four-way tag ladder match for the... As soon as I heard ladder match, I was like, yeah, they got to come back now. Mm-hmm. It's either that or they're pulling one over on us. <laughs> but that was great. One uh, of the greatest moments I remember witnessing is that that pop for them. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was huge. Um, it was a huge pop. I got goosebumps. I still get goosebumps. Being WWE... And in hindsight, I was like, "Wow, they, they fumbled the ball. They fumbled the ball big time." It was one of those things where they brought these this guy in, it, Matt Hardy. Matt alone was probably and this. This is not exaggeration. In that moment, the the hottest wrestler on the entire planet, over like Rover, over, 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 and that character that was so over, they couldn't get because TNA had the rights to that. So it was if just, Matt had just waited. Six months. Yeah, you know what? That's that's true. If he had waited uh, instead of rushing the for the moment, you'd probably had a long a longer long term situation with that character. Yeah. You probably got it back from them, and you could have paid. They, you know, TNA would have got their their dough, and uh, WWE would have had a, a character that would have been absolutely over. But WWE doing WWE things. Uh, Jeff Hardy was on Matt Hardy's Twitch stream. Um. While listening to uh, "Release Me" by Wilson Phillips, which I thought was uh, very funny, apropos, Ap- very apropos, um, he said that he would like uh, he would love to do an Ultimate Deletion tag match with uh, Matt Hardy one day. Hell yeah! Hell fucking yeah! Bring that shit back. Um, the Ultimate Deletion at, at All Out. There you go. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's that's all I got for Jeff Hardy and. Uh, I hope things, yeah. I hope things work out first before he gets back into wrestling. I, you know, the sooner the better. But uh, most importantly, we all wish that Jeff Hardy gets better. <laughs> if he needs to, or if this was all just to work, I'm just saying. It's <laughs> cut that shit out. I'm just saying. Seriously, the the controversies uh, with this are not there. Sorry. I'm all about the controversies. Uh, I know you are, and you're gonna not yeah. gonna find here. Yeah. So well wishes to Jeff. So well wishes to Jeff. Um, oh, hang on. Please. Fun fact. Jeff Hardy <laughs> won the WWE Championship at Armageddon. Do you remember that? I do. That was 13 years ago today. I will always remember that. 13 years ago. Well, it was on, it was on my birthday. On day. It was on my It was fucking awesome. Armageddon. Armageddon, people. 2008, I believe. I believe. 
but I remember that so vividly. Him standing on top of the the fake rocks that were there, <laughs> fake columns or whatever it was. It was great. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. All right, let's. Um, my name Jeff. My name Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty two Jump Street, very very underrated. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about UBS and uh, that whole thing, that whole fiasco. Um, I, I first of all, before we even get into like the, all things dynamite uh, from last week, what what was your experience with UBS Arena? This, was this your first time going there? Yes, dude. It's like fucking two months old. Oh, okay, I, I've known people that have been there three times already. So. Listen, because they're dumb Islander marks. Take, that's why. <laughs> take your your old as hell nips and untwist them right now. Relax. All three of them. All three. All three of your nips. Yes. Especially yeah. the special one. Yes. Mm-hmm. The special. Book. Um, the UBS Arena. If it it was awesome, I had re- I had heard reports that they didn't have enough staff on hand, so I was worried about like merch lines and everything, and concession stand lines. By the way, I'm pretty sure I spent more money in concessions than I did on my own ticket. You, you got a lot of shit. Yeah, was, I went with my like my so, little cousin came with us, so okay, it was yeah. like, right. it was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever. Also, we 13? did go out to eat beforehand. Huh. I should have done. I that. was a hungry boy. <laughs> I should have done that. I come learn my lesson. Um, how old is he? Thirteen. He is thirteen. He's thirteen. Yes. Okay. This. He's thirteen. So we took him to the merch, the merch booth. Now has he has he watched wrestling before? No. Okay. So because I, I, I was while I was watching, listening to you like explain, yeah, ca- character situations to him. I knew that regardless of who I was bringing, I was gonna have to explain something to them. Yeah. None of who I would have brought would have known anything about wrestling. Mm. But he knew very little because uh, one of his friends is big into wrestling. And um, he knew the entrance music because I played in the car all the time. Okay. <laughs> I recognize that. Um, like if Ju- he would, here's the funny thing. I yeah. really, really wish Chris Jericho was there because he would have sang Judas. So he knows I've heard him sing it before. He knows the song. But in the car. <laughs> it's great. He knows the song, not the man. No, he doesn't know the guy. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Gotta remember, he was born in 2008. Okay. So how is he gonna know Chris Jericho? How would he not know freaking that? My friend Anthony's son has a whole YouTube channel uh, based on on. That's very true. Rants. But he's and not he's, into wrestling. He's, oh, okay, that's true. That he's true. not a mark. He's not. He okay. really isn't. <laughs> it's your job to uh, make him so. Um, I made him so. Yes, do it. So, uh, I first of all, when I when I got there, and the seats were amazing. I'm sorry, I just wanted to say seats, that. seats were amazing. Um, yeah, vis- comfortable as fuck. Yeah, it was very comfortable, not cramped. Um, I'm t- yeah. talking to you, Barkley. Uh, so talking to you, Prudential, and yes, Prudential also. Uh, Please don't kick this out in January. <laughs> the only thing I did not like was that when I got there, maybe it was just my situation. I get to the south lot, and they officially force you to go into one lot. Like, there's all this parking way ahead, and they were just they just told me make a Make your turn right here. Go in right. Like, no, you can't go any further. Like right here. So that was the only thing I didn't like. Um, the arena itself is gorgeous. It, it's a yeah. very beautiful building. Um, inside, there's. I, I love the fact that there was concessions at probably every five 
feet. <laughs> it seemed like um, it just seems like now I understand why reports came out that they were understaffed because there are so many concessions. There was way. <laughs> Way a lot. <laughs> there were way, yeah. a, way a lot of concessions. Not that I was complaining because I love that that feature. You just basically go left and right, and there was something there for you. Um, and then, and then the concessions for the the merchandise, uh, they staffed well. I think everything was just well run. It's it's weird how uh, the the situation I dealt with at at Barclay, and then coming to the UBS, and um, if, if they were understaffed, then good for them. They pulled that shit off because that was that was yeah. a very well run. Uh, our situation there um as far as getting in uh taking tickets going through security that was it was all great um checking for the vax cards they went right in um we we did seem to run into kip sabian though uh on the way up which was very yes we did so he he has this new which he hasn't really debuted on tv yet but he since he's since he's got, got his ass kicked by miro um he has this new character where he wears a suit it's like a polyester suit and a box in his head and he just goes. Last time I saw him was at uh, New York Comic Con, and then this time we go up the escalator, and he's basically standing at the top of the escalator, pulling on the the handrail, <laughs> pulling yes. up on the handrail while it's obviously automatic escalator is going up, and then standing next to him is a cardboard cutout of him. So in just yeah. case you didn't know who he was, <laughs> this is remember me. This is Kip Sabian. And and people just walk by. We literally walked by him. I I made no mention of him whatsoever until we got to the seats. And I was like, wait, oh shit, maybe that was Kip Sabian. It was like on our way to the seats. I was like, did you? Was that? <laughs> it's just. Hilarious. I don't know. I'm like, telling. He got really close to us. Yeah, yeah. Like super close to yeah, us. He was right next to us. And I'm not gonna lie, because he he had like kind of bumped into the people in front of us. Mm-hmm. I would have shoulder checked the fuck out of him <laughs> if he had touched me. <laughs> just to say that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you popped you. Uh, Kip Sabian, married to one of the hottest yeah. women in the planet. Reports coming out that Kip Sabian has a dislocated shoulder joint. From some I asshole. He, that just... he tore his AC joint off the hinges, <laughs> off the hinges. by some large man at the UBS <laughs> arena. Large asshole. They came in and just shoulder check his ass. Yeah. Um, large asshole with fresh Jordan 1s on. Don't know why that matters. Make though. sure you step on those. <laughs> step, on those step on those immediately. Uh, got to our seats. Uh, say like, great. You mentioned the seats were very comfortable. Um, the other thing I did not like, Reese's Pieces, potato chips, tall can of beer, 30 bucks. Good God. Um, I feel like I got swindled, yet I should know better since I'm in Yankee Stadium almost every other day. Yeah. You should have. <laughs> I didn't even get a beer. Like, I just had... I just... Bought a soda. I, I wanted the, the ta- commemorative cup. I just got the tall one, so I know it's they like, last me. Yeah. Like, all... It said Islanders, and my hand started to, to oh, warm God. up a little bit. <laughs> but uh, blasphemous. Hey, man, I stick to my laurels when it comes to team. You see, every every hat I have in this in my possession is only teams that I would root for. That's it. I don't fuck around. Islanders not one of them. Islanders are not one of them. Uh, full disclosure, I do not have a uh, New York Rangers hat because I have not been able to find one in my size. Ah, uh, the club of large-headed men. Um, let's move on. So get, get to UBS. The show starts while well, we kind of watch all of all of Dark. Not that uh, um really wanted to, but uh, they, they made a, a push very quickly that you knew what the theme of the night was going to be, and that was uh, every single guy that we have on our roster from our, and woman from Long Island, you were all going to wrestle. Because mm-hmm. um, I want you not even Long Island, just New York in general. New York. If you're from New York, you're going to wrestle tonight and get your pop. Uh, uh, Tony Nice, um, 
against uh, Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds, thank you. Um, that was Santana and Ortiz. Yes, <laughs> proud and powerful uh, during dark. Um, we had uh, the beginning of Dynamite with uh, MGF's music. You, you knew it was like it was going to be. I, you know what? I, let me. I didn't know when I knew MGF was playing this whole thing up with with Long Island. I didn't know it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a, a, a cute little thing as far as a pop, maybe here or there. I didn't know it was going to be insane like this. He it was the the most over person I've ever heard uh, in a very short period of time. <laughs> I say that not not over like your career or span of your wrestling right now, but in the moment. This was on par with Chicago and CM Punk, and that's and that's Chicago, being in the arena. Punk in Chicago, Brett in Canada, Brett Canada, Piper in Portland. I mean, come on! <laughs> I said it going into. I said it going into the show. You play that up. Hard. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cheer for MJF. Mm-hmm. Like hometown boy, come home to make good. And I did not expect the pop that he got. And I got goosebumps when I heard that pop strictly because in person, that was the loudest pop I have ever experienced. That can't be true. That can't be true. How? You, you were at Grand Slam. You, you did the pop for Kenny Omega versus uh, Brian Danielson was probably the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. No. No, you're, MJF you're wrong. in you're, Long no, Island. No, absolutely not. You're wrong. I'm sorry. MJF in Long no, Island no. was the pop. It was very was loud. the most memorable. Dude, it was twenty five thousand people. I'll, I'll put it, it to you like Stop this: right it was now. the Stop. most Stop. memorable pop. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was the most memorable pop I have ever witnessed. Twenty five thousand people. I will never forget as long as I live the roar of that crowd at Arthur Ashe in that he in that arena. To see. <laughs> Sorry, that was last week's episode. I forgot. Uh, MJF, <laughs> he got a huge pop. Okay, back to the point. MJF got a huge pop, but he got a huge pop and wasn't coming out because it wasn't him that came out. It was CM Punk, and. CM Punk came out to MGF's music. Then all of a sudden, you heard the crowd go from roaring to, I guess, the 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 fade on on the sound was like, ah, <laughs> from ah to boo, ah boo, um, and they booed the shit out of CM Punk. Like this I is, booed the shit out of CM. Punk. I clapped the shit out of CM Punk. First of all, I was wearing a shirt. Second, of you all, were doing the opposite of everything I did that night. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was not. I think that was, that was subconscious because that was not by choice. That was very subconscious, um, especially the people in the back behind us were like all shitting on CM Punk, and I was like, "Oh, screw that noise, fuck him!" <laughs> I would stand up in front of him and just be in his way. Um, and and CM Punk played the heel to the T, and just going on and on, and, and then going off about uh, Long Island and the Islanders and how they can't score. It's very apropos for him because he is such a noted Blackhawks fan. Mm. So it makes sense why he. I respected the promo from CM Punk. It was an it was an amazing promo. He said uh, he kept he just kept saying that's all you got. Uh, Chicago is so much louder. <laughs> MGF is your guy, right? That's why I'm out here. The guy who said in my hometown, Chicago, that he's better than Roddy Piper in Portland. He's not even better than Roddy Piper in Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> <laughs> Very underrated bad movie. Um, because here's what I want. I wanted to see you guys, uh, how you guys would react to this. MGF is your guy. See, when I was a kid, I hated Dennis Rodman. He played for the Detroit Pistons. And then when he came to Chicago, he was the worm. So I'm not mad at you. I just feel a little sorry for you. And so basically, he, he said that you have your worm now. You have your worm in MJF. Uh, that was a good segue into that. Um, he talked about uh, uh, looking at the winner for uh, tomorrow night's winter is coming. 
uh, main events to see because uh, he's he's gonna be throw himself into the the main event picture. Um, he said he he fight uh, MJF tonight. Um, he said he said he, he going out with style. He goes, uh, I want to I want to fight MJF. I don't think he'll agree with it, and I don't think there's a man in a building that'll agree to it. And if that's your guy, you're all chicken shit. <laughs> and then drop the mic, music hit. Um, it would not be the the last time you hear uh, cult of personality being played. And people still sing, no matter if he gets booed, I'm still going to sing to that song. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I'm, it's going to happen. It always does. It always does, because it's, <laughs> it's a fire song. Um, and, yeah. then, and then we had the, the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. And the <laughs> all the guys came out uh, for this Battle Royal uh, during commercial break. Uh, come back to, to uh, from commercial, get the countdown, and then we get the the ultimate vignette of a, re- of a man coming home and he pulls up in his, oh, what, what kind of car was that? It was a Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Pulls up I'm going to say a Ventador. I'm not, maybe, maybe a Huracan. Okay, that's enough idea. Um, <laughs> the, really, it's, what, what year? Give, give me a year. Give me a, give me a, 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 a horsepower on that. Judging, I don't know the horsepower, not into Lamborghinis that much. Gotcha, okay. But judging by the looks of it, maybe 2019, 2020. Okay. Used. But the uh, best part about it was that he pulled up to his high school football stadium or field, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's a field in Long Island. It's, it's not Texas. Yes, it's a field in Long Island, and uh, he went off about his accomplishments, uh, uh, cheerleading, uh, his glee club. It was amazing. Um, and then his music hit, and he came out, and he could not have been more schoolboy uh, markish for the crowd. Good God. Like, he went in. I thought he was going to cry. He that was a very emotional moment for him. On his <laughs> way in, I thought he was. Gonna, I got goosebumps hearing the pop for him, mm. knowing that he's from Long Island. Like he's probably a plain view from Belmont. What is that? Twenty minutes, maybe. Okay. If that, yeah, you don't know Long Island that much. If that, it's twenty minutes. But just the pop. Apparently, MJF played linebacker in high school. <laughs> that kind of fucking football team has MJF as their linebacker. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, that's wild. I mean, these are, these Nobody are made mention of that. Very small. This guy's people. like this guy's like five ten. Very small people. It might. <laughs> let me let me shut up. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, uh, it might have been from synagogue. I can say I, that I, I, I'm over I, six feet. I, I, no, I'm, I'm saying I was going to say as far as uh, it might be like his team from synagogue. Um, oh, they're, they're yes, small. That was good. That yeah. was fucking great. They're small. Um, yeah. so <laughs> linebacker. Uh, he, he came out, and, he, and basically the entire match uh, did what he's been doing you know, the last couple of years, last two years, is just stand behind Wardlow. And then the funny thing was he would just come in, get his smacks on on uh, on somebody, and then go back outside the ring, and he got the huge pop. Um, he also some of the still shots of him on the top rope is just amazing. <laughs> flex, flex for the crowd. Uh, like it's just awesome. Warlow and uh, Hobbs, that moment uh, popped hard. That's the two of them uh, facing each other. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, Warlow eventually got Hobbs outside the ring on the outside apron, and Leo Rush came in and did the the kick flip <laughs> to his face and, and uh, eliminated Hobbs. Um, MGF took, took a cheap shot at Dante Martin. <laughs> got a huge pop on that. Uh, let's see here. 
Lee Johnson, Leo Rush were trying to eliminate Warlow. MJF came in and eliminated all three. Uh, Kazarian went to charge MJF. He ducked that one, uh, eliminated Kazarian. Uh, ended up with Dante Martin, Ricky Starks, and MJF, where Dante Martin, which I did not see coming, only because neither. Only because it just, it, they just got this guy in the, into the group. It, it, I never understood these like quick swerves. Like it this. was three weeks ago. Top really. Dante Martin turns on Ricky Starks and uh, Team Taz, um, and and in the in the crowd, I'm like, I, I don't understand what's going on. But they. This is why sometimes you it's better when you watch on TV because they explain they explain it much better. Um, that he just because Taz was also on commentary and it, it added more to the moment. That uh, Dante, Dante speaking Martin, of which, speaking I can't wait to talk about. The <laughs> we will get. The we will get to that. Um, some of the, our finals for tomorrow for the for the ring. We have MJF and uh, Dante Martin. Um, <laughs> Ricky Starks uh, comes back in the ring to beat up on Dante Martin. MJF is long gone up the ramp. At the top of the ramp, he does the whole turnaround. Should I should I help him out? He goes no, and then he runs back. You get the huge pop again for the return to the ring. Gets in Stark's face. Uh, this is also after shaking Dante Martin's hand before he left the ring. Gets back in the mm-hmm. ring and then he, he proceeds to beat up on Dante Martin. <laughs> the two of them uh, beat up on Dante Martin, um, and that was uh, that was MGF's uh, time. And he would we would not be, see, see the last of him uh, because, well, first of all, CM Punk gets in the ring uh, and breaks the whole thing up. That's when you hear uh, calls of personality again and you get the booze. Um, and uh, it would not be the last time we see MJF uh, for the night. Let's just say you gotta keep you gotta uh, leave the people going home happy. Yes, and the people who were still there <laughs> went home very happy. Let me also, by the way, uh, mention with UBS, um, and this has happened two weeks in a row. I uh, I feel like I need to uh, talk about this really quickly uh, for for WWE. They were in UBS Arena two weeks prior or three weeks prior. Two weeks. Two weeks, I two, believe. Two weeks prior to AEW going there for Dynamite. Um, they, WWE, had to basically, when you go to an arena, if, you ever, if you've ever been to an arena show, and I put this out there because Joe Black just went to his first wrestling match uh, beginning of this year. So, 27 years old, first one. There you go. You know, 27. <laughs> when you are on uh, camera side, uh, basically like hard camera side, you are facing the camera they want all the people all the people to be in the arena at that spot because they want it to look full there if you ever see a camera shot i've talked about this many times on on here if you ever see a camera shot where an aw does it a lot too where it's shifted where the camera is coming from like the right side to the with the like the, the tron that they have from the right side to the left side and they cut off the left side of the arena there's a reason for that people aren't sitting there that's where the cameras are uh, if they ever, if you ever see a show where they're just showing the mid row, if if it's a packed house, you will always see a wide shot. If you, if it's not a packed house, get ready to get very intimate with some people because you're just going to see their face in that first section. That was the case for UBS and WWE Raw two weeks ago. Uh, it was three weeks ago now. Um, it, it was not nearly sold out. Uh, they had the same situation last night at St. Paul, Minnesota. Raw was the mm-hmm. entire. Two sections, not just not just like section w- whatever numbers they wanted out just for hypothetical conversation's sake. Call it 100, 200, 300. Sections 200 and 300 by fan photos were completely tarped off and blacked out. That's a problem. That, that's a problem for, for WWE. 
Um, they're, they're, Quite the big issue. Yeah. Yeah, as far as ticket sales go, that's that's a huge issue. And then come to and then come to like AEW. I'm not I'm not saying this to tout their 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 like selling prowess. I'm just saying there's a difference, there's a stark difference between that and when you go to AEW, they weren't sold out either. But they but none of the no. sections were tarped off. And there were people that were sitting all the way in the very like nosebleed seats, but there were maybe I would say like the first like four or five rows of that. Everything else was pretty much f- uh, filled. Um, they had all the the box seats. My friends, uh, my friend Mark, shout out to my friend Mark, who was sitting literally right next to uh, uh, Ethan Page uh, while he's doing his promo. Um, while well, he was flexing his titties. Oh, so he's flexing flexing the nips. Uh, the, the, the the arena looked full, and there was I mean obviously there were spots here and there, but it wasn't like it was much at all. And so that's that's an issue, man. When you when you uh, have a week, couple weeks in a row now, I'm curious to see. What's going to happen with SmackDown? And uh, you know it, it, they're not selling out, and they're not even not, not only are they not, they're not selling out, they're not selling out by a lot. <laughs> there's there's uh, thousands of seats still available for these events. SmackDown seems to be doing a little bit better, though. Like you see, the only reason I say that is because you see a, a little more wide shot when it comes to Friday Night SmackDown, mm. or as Pat calls it, Friday Night SmackDown. SmackDown. By the way, shout out to to Pat SmackDown. Did we talk about this? Oh, bravo. Bravo to Pat McAfee. We haven't, but uh, oh my God. He got, from reports, I've heard that it's a $30 million a year deal to be the official, to have FanDuel as their official sports betting partner of his radio show slash YouTube show show slash podcast. And that's, that's... Uh, that's amazing. That is that, unbelievable. That they do everything pretty much themselves. Like they have their their. Cast- it's all in house. It's all in house. That's that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Good. For I you. have followed that man since since it was a barstool program when it was barstool Heartland, and he was doing it strictly himself, but with the barstool backing. Then he left. You got to remember, he left six million dollars on the table as an NF kicker. Hmm. And then decided to chase a dream in content creation. And then he was able to pull out a deal that is not only so much fucking money, but it is so much money and so newsworthy that Matt Riddle's mentioning it in a promo on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's... Oh, God. Yeah, and, Bravo. And, and, the, and now you have... I probably have, like, Michael Cole sitting next to him like, you son of a bitch. Like... Yeah. I, 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 he's going go, to show up in human skin cowboy boots once. <laughs> He's got fuck you Why? money now. Why? Because he can. It's just amazing. He can. He can. Good for him. God. Shout out to Pat. Shout out to Pat, Pat, Pat. and the boys. And all his boys got a $250,000 raise. Oh, my God. The boys. He just... gave away $6 million in charity in the first day. How much? Six mil. Between, uh, I believe it was domestic violence shelters, children's hospitals, and like uh, all the sports programs in his hometown. Wow. So add philanthropist to that fucking list of a resume. Very cool. Very cool. Congratulations to Pat. Um, let's see here. Couldn't understand a word Max Castor was saying uh, for the acclaim. But uh, even even when I, I was great. rewatched it, I didn't understand anything he was saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, there was one line that kind of felt dud, like like a dud. But other than that, it was it was right. It wasn't uh, his best work. It was not. Like we'll put it like that. Uh, the acclaimed and uh, 2.0, uh, who have made a quite the career for themselves, just being um, uh, ultimate jobbers, uh, just right right like at, at the upper echelon of being in main events to jobs as somebody else. Um, they are elite jobbers. They're elite jobbers, and and they've carried that mantle from NXT over to uh, AEW. Good for them. Um, so and then against the Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes, um, good match. I I I, I, I listen. I, I can always get down with uh, Jungle Boy and the inevitable uh, Luchasaurus hot tag because it happens every single time. And if that if you're watching a Jurassic Express match, uh, get shots out for every time that happens. Every time, uh, and it happens at least twice a match. So you should be good with that tequila. It does, but let me tell you something. It never gets old. And it doesn't get old. It just seems like the funny thing with him. It, it doesn't get old. It, it, it's 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 very entertaining. I feel like every time there's a hot tag, you feel like it should be like, boom, boom. He's gonna hit this guy. Go over here and just clean house. It's like, and then I'm gonna slap you over here. And then be I mean, he's a dynasty. He's sixty-five billion years old, I, or whatever. <laughs> he's got. His, he has to take his time. I get it. It's just he's a very large man, and he lumbers. That's all I'm saying. For a lumberer, he's very agile. When he do, yes. especially when he does those uh, those kip ups. But um, it just it's very slow <laughs> in his attack. That's all, that's what all I will say. Uh, FTR. That's my goal before thirty. I want to be do one slow. kip up before thirty. <sighs> you have two years. I sure. I, mean, I haven't even attempted to do one yet. You have two years. That's gonna be tough. Starting from this moment, starting from this birthday, <laughs> we'll, we'll reconvene in two years, and I want to see a video. By that time, we'll hopefully, uh, you know, get on YouTube and get those capabilities that we've been talking about for forever. Um, but hopefully, I could get a video of you doing a kip up on your thirtieth birthday, and then your back goes out, and then that is how you celebrate your dirty thirty. Shit! I woke up with back problems today. Oh, uh, then you have two years to fix that. God, that's that's gonna be tough. And I want to see, I want to see like those montages that, that people make of like videos of like the progress of you doing the kip up. <laughs> and in two years, it's 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 gonna be it's, it's gonna still... be fucking a year and and eleven months of me not being able to do it, and then just be like, all right, we just gotta fucking do it. it and I'll do, do it. it on my birthday. And on your birthday, it's gonna be the most awkward looking thing you've ever seen, but you still do it somehow yeah. because you just put everything into this moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then one shining, one shot, one shining one opportunity. That's it. One shining moment is the uh, you know national championship music hits, and then you just see you in slow motion stand up, and you like somehow look like I don't know, you look like Michael Jackson, like on your 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 toes, but you got it, and then you stand up, and then everybody cheers for you, and you have all the ladies come out, and I'm like I'm gonna make this whole, a whole Quentin Tarantino production. I swear to you, it's gonna be a whole thing. That's fine. As long as the the final shot, like the wide angle shot, as it zooms out, is uh, background music is going to be this magic moment. You're That's it. You're surrounded. That's all I want. You're surrounded by a ring of pizzas. It's just a, the the long shot going the. the uh, Why does it? You just talked about women. Why can't I be surrounded by a ring of women? Okay. Women and that's not that hard to ask. The drone, right? the drone shot goes up, and you see women, and then outside of the the whole ring yeah. is just a bunch of pizzas and chicken wings, and then you just float okay. up to the. I'll take that. The, there you go. Delicious chicken. You have to. Yes, that's right. That's right. And women. And women. All from a kip up. <laughs> all from a kip up. This is, oh, it'd be it'd be my most magical moment. There's your story. All from a kip up. The Joe Black story. There, there you go. Yeah. That's it. 
Uh, <laughs> all from a kip of the joke. It's going to be the name of my autobiography. Uh, that's what I said. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's going to be a bio- it's going to be a biography because I ain't writing shit. <laughs> so, I'm gonna have someone else do it. Right, I'm not writing. Anything. Write this. I'm done. Um, <laughs> Young Bucks um, taking on uh, Chaos. I didn't know that was the, the name of their uh, their group. They're they New Japan. Oh, got it. Action kind of ish. Ish. Um, Rocky Romero. Yeah. And- like Rocky Romero is part of Chaos in New Japan, mm-hmm. and then like he's also friends with the best friends, and then he got some of the best friends into Chaos in New Japan. So that's why him and uh, uh, Chuck were known as Chaos going in. Got it. And then they, and that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll let you get to it. Nobody got. No, we got a. Return. Oh, yes, we got return. So uh, uh, Chuck Taylor, Rocky Romero versus the Young Bucks um, with uh, Adam Cole on the outside. Baby, uh, baby. Uh, so yes, we we did it. We had a uh, we had a match. We had which usually uh, happens when you have uh, two teams fight, fight each other. Uh, Young Bucks win. They get the the attack at the end of the match, and then mm-hmm. the best friends music hits again. On the broadcast, Taz very funny goes, uh, "They're all here. <laughs> Who could this be? All the all the best friends are here. There's no one left. There's no one left." And then the the car pulls up. It's it's so. Uh, it, she is definitely the most over mom ever in wrestling. Ever. That was awesome. <laughs> the white van pulling up, and the pop that that van got, and who comes out of the back seat, but a returning Trent. Trent? Trent? Question mark? Trent? And he is question mark? Jacked. He is jacked. For someone he who... was jacked. Cut off all of his hair, which is a good thing. He was losing it slowly. Yeah, he yeah, just, yeah. He's pulled, yeah. He pulled the trigger. Yeah. It was it was a solid move. Everybody, you know, all guys get that moment where you're just like... You have, but I did you to, mention to you, you in to some clips, a... I go, is that Drew Gulak? Is that Drew <laughs> yeah, There's a moment where... What the hell is Drew Gulak? What's you... he doing here? There's that moment in every man's life where you just have to kind of come to that realization. And you're a better person for it when you do. Um, just lop it all off, and that's what he did. And he, someone for who had, so for someone who had back surgery, back surgery, he is jacked. Neck surgery, I believe. It was was it back or neck? Uh, neck. I'm sorry. Yes, neck. Someone who had neck surgery, he is neck surgery, jacked. Yeah. It's even worse. It's even. It is. He is jacked. So good for him. He makes the return. I mean, if you think about it, he's probably working a lot of a lot of his trap muscles mm-hmm. and all that stuff, biceps, trap muscles. You know, you. with the physical therapy. But yeah, it's he looks very good, and so I, I gotta stop saying that. Um, and so uh, he comes to the ring, he, he cleans house. Uh, we have uh, the best friends give the people what they want, and then he gets Sue in the ring, and they give a double give the people what they want. I love that shot where it's just like the zoom in and then the zoom out. Yeah, <laughs> they, all, they all you know are hugging each other. You gotta give the people what they want again. Um, Again, <laughs> so that was that was fun. Uh, I I got a, a good kick out of that whole return. Um, uh, that's a rare thing. Rare rare to be there for a return of uh, of someone. And he he was way over. Uh, Trent. Um, and so, and so was Sue. Uh, Ruby still so, is Ruby Soho, which in, in the, the most awkward interview that I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Alex Marvez. It, it's I, I noticed this on on shout out to. Um, uh, what culture wrestling? Because I, I watch them all the time on YouTube. Um, you have to also take a shot for any time that anybody in AEW is getting interviewed and doesn't get a word out, not one word. Uh, it happened with Ruby. It happened with Darby and Sting. 
you have to it happened with Sammy Guevara you have to as soon as you know, Tony or Alex are there to interview him make sure that they don't say a word music hits gets in, interrupted take a shot and you will be you'll be drunk in in an hour tops Ruby Soho gets interviewed in the most awkward interview of the year why because well, the funny the funny part was that uh, Nyla Rose came in I said gotcha bitch and punched her in the face and then they proceeded to uh, kick him kick her and then all of a sudden you hear the mm-hmm. slam of the chairs and they came they, the, the, they come in and rush bum rush uh, the bunny Penelope Ford and Nyla with chairs and they're literally a foot away from them like it's 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 it, they couldn't go anywhere because of the backdrop of AEW was in their way. They couldn't get out of the, the shot. So they're like, they, they're swinging the chairs about to hit them and they're literally a foot away. It was just, it was just the weirdest thing. Anyway, I digress. Um, and then the same thing happened again. They say McGuire gets interviewed by Tony Giovanni. Uh, Cody Rhodes <laughs> interrupts him, uh, comes out, gets his shot. And then he's go, he wants to go talk some more. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky come in <laughs> and interrupt him from one of the sky boxes. So again, you'll be slosh drunk, uh, Watching AEW and seeing no promos happen. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Um, so what Chris is trying to say is if you're an alcoholic and you don't want to recover, watch, watch AEW. AEW. Watch AEW. Might not be a good idea for, to sign Jeff Hardy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Get over it, dude. He's going to AEW. He's, he's not anytime soon. Um, he's yeah, not. He's got 90 days. He, <laughs> he's, not getting, he's not getting better in 90 days. Um, it, he could. He, he, Lots he, of people do. He won't. <laughs> He won't. He, and, he and Tony, might. And Tony Khan will not allow that. Please. He might. He won't. He won't, dude. It, it's This kind of situation is not a 60-day process. This is mm. months. This is going to be months and months and months. You, you won't hear from him again until 20... Yeah, three months. Late late 2022, if that. Like three months. You're, 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 you know what I love about you? You're the most unrealistic person I think I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, he's fine. Just, push, just, just slap a slap some boots on him and uh, get him out into the ring. He's all right. I'm not saying he's fine. Entertain me, clown. I'm saying he. Could, I'm saying he's working through it. He's doesn't sound like he is if he's refusing help. I think he's just refusing help from WWE. So you're saying he's he's actually getting help? How do you know this? How do you know he's not just not sitting home drinking more? <laughs> I don't think it's that much of a problem because of the way that Matt Hardy described the whole thing. Saying that you better have your facts first before you say something. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. I don't have all the facts, and I talked a lot of shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this is strictly comedic-based and based in zero fact. I shoot from the hip. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> I shoot from the hip uh, at the bang, bang. Uh, Jamie Hader yeah. versus Riho. Um, I, we were well. First of all, rooting for Jamie Hader because of uh, shout out to Pistol Pete. She's very attractive. But I shout wanted, out Pistol Pete wanted to root for Jamie Hader and ha- have her win, even though you you squashed those dreams because you you did tell me that Riho is fighting DMD uh, at some point next week. So yeah, that would make no sense if she she lost. But I was rooting for Jamie Hader because it was a very annoying like fourteen year old at the end of the aisle, and she kept like screaming at the top of her lungs for Riho. So we were just like, uh, I was, oh, do you remember her? Oh my God, do you remember her? this little girl, <laughs> this little girl, this little was girl. <laughs> possibly the worst thing about the whole week, about the whole night. Just screaming at the top she of her She just lungs. kept on screaming. Screaming. 
screaming at the top of her lungs. It was so unbearable. And as the old man that we are, we're even all... my little cousin goes, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I don't know." As spiteful as we are, I don't are, even do this. As the old spiteful man we are, we're like, I hope she loses. Oh, <laughs> she loses. I want you to dash I think, her. You know what I? I little girl <laughs> immediately in my head i go this is like a crying baby on an airplane this i really sucks was so oh my much. god shuts up <laughs> shut up oh that just that just reminded me about something yeah uh when we were out to <laughs> when we when me and my cousin were out to eat before mm -hmm. the show mm -hmm. we walked into a diner that was close by and there were immediately i noticed them there was a group of like eight aew marks that i knew for a fact were all going to the show mm -hmm. decked out in merch mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> so towards the, they kept on, they were talking mad loud. So me and my cousin were just sitting there. We were fucking laughing our asses off. Mm. And at one point, they just started talking about like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And I lean <laughs> over and I'm, and I'm like, Seb, listen. Okay. I'm like, yo, not all of us are like that. Like, these are just some fucking outliers. And then they kept on talking about decks. And then I just go like this. I'm like, weirdos. <laughs> and he fucking popped big. <laughs> he laughed so hard. <laughs> I was like, dude, you need to know that not everyone's like this. Yeah, I yeah. don't associate myself with those guys. <laughs> I don't at all. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's not a good look for. Uh, and see, there's, there's different factions of wrestling fans. Like, there's the way over the top, like yeah. Mark Marks. I think there's, there's clicks. There's there is clicks. There are clicks. Yes, I, I feel like the guys who bring you got the jock wrestling fans. You got the nerd wrestling fans. You got the anime wrestling fans. Then you got like. Uh, marks marks but where do the guys that bring the belts to the events lie i feel like they're, they're like somewhere between nerds and and jocks no no i'm sorry nerd, not a, nerds, nerds and, and, uh, marks. and marks nerds and marks yes 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 nerd marks and mark marks right in between there <laughs> mark marks <laughs> yeah uh oh hi mark <laughs> greatest bad movie of all time have you ever seen the movie yeah I haven't, but I have the watched door. that clip on repeat it, a lot. I have it on Blu-ray, and let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. I, seriously, I so I saw it with with uh, Lisa and a friend. I have it on VHS. I, <laughs> I seriously got it on Blu-ray. I got it from Amazon because I was like, we have to like watch this. the The idea, first of all, we're talking about the door. Um, if you've never seen it, it's it's the room. The room. Sorry, the room. The door. The room. It's and it, you're the one that's seen it. I know, it. I know, and I've seen it many times too. The room. It is Shame. by far the worst movie of all time. Um, and they've they've made a Academy Award movie movie winning movie based on this character, this guy. Uh, who, I'm not going to look up his name now, but <clears throat> it, when you watch the movie, there's <laughs> there's times in the movie where you have to if you go to like a theater where they, they're showing it, um, like a, a like IFC or something like that, you have to bring spoons. And and the the theater ushers understand this because and they they hate it. So it's like watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like you, you know, you're interactive with the with the movie. For some reason, he had pictures of spoons in the movie, like different shots. He'd be in, in the background. There was this picture framed of a spoon. It made no sense. There was no reason. It never was explained why. So when you see that, you have to throw a spoon at the screen. And so it's it was just that kind of fun, ridiculous, stupid movie. So I, I had to get it on Blu-ray. And once a year before COVID, we would I would have friends come over and watch it, and just get absolutely drunk watching this stupid, ridiculous movie. I would have fucking rocket launched a spoon at that fucking screen as hard <laughs> as I can, just to see if I could puncture it a little bit. That's, <laughs> Tommy Wise, I want to fuck up that screen. If it, 
if they guys know, if those guys know that this is happening, I'm I'm fucking. So you're you're bringing the, you're the thing. asshole bringing the metal spoon, whereas everybody else is bringing plastic spoons. I'm bringing a Thanksgiving serving spoon <laughs> with a sharp front. <laughs> I need to I need to whittle down the front of it so I get it to a point where I slice. I'm bringing screen. a spork. I'm bringing. <laughs> I'm bringing a shiv. I'm bringing a spork. I'm bringing a shiv. I'm taking a spork that I had to shiv down. Um, Tommy Wiseau was the director, and he played Johnny in this movie, and it was just, it was just horrible. It's, it was just so bad. Um, And if you've never heard of it, just look at the backstory because that's one of those Tiger King things where you're just like, you're more fascinated by the man who made the movie, um, and then watch the movie, and it was just incredibly bad. Uh, Critically acclaimed worst movie of all time. That has to be that one. He goes yeah. on. He goes on tour, like uh, to well, he did before COVID uh, to different movie theaters, uh, doing like the, like the 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 pre talk of the movie before the movie would show. It was great. Um, let's see here, Varsity Blondes. It, that was weird because they came out while we were in the in the arena. Varsity Blondes came out to no music, and then they producers had to come in. Yeah, like, they did. Producers, producers had to come in like. Come, come on, no, we're not, not time yet, not time yet. So they all waved to the crowd, and then they went you're back. Right, you were right. And then uh, they came back out and really didn't say much. They said a couple words, and then uh, Malachi Black came out and basically, uh, uh, yeah, just came out and then the spit. spit in uh, one of the varsity blondes' face. Music, uh, lights went out, and he, he, you saw him run away. Um, yeah. Julia Hart, not from <coughs> Calgary. No, not part of the Hart family. No, she's not. Okay. That's what Jr. always said. Right. Julia Hart, a heart not from Calgary. A heart from back of Calgary. <laughs> um, uh, you had your main events with uh, 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 Brian Danielson and John Silver, Long Island Zone. John Silver, um, make that very well known. Shout out, shout out to Ella. Um, <laughs> we have his autograph, <laughs> and we have his autograph. I'm looking, there it is, right there. Uh, I, I'm looking at it too. Appreciate. Um, I appreciate John Silver just because he's such a little guy with with such big strength. But I appreciate also when Brian Danielson has to fight somebody and you see the other guy like John Silver fight a match that he you don't normally see him fight. When when I say that, like someone like Brian Danielson who he's fought pretty much all of Dark Order, every single match that he's had with Dark Order, every single person from Dark Order has to step had to step up to the game because Danielson fights like. Uh, he's stiff with his shit. <laughs> he's very stiff yeah. with his shit, and and it, it's always a good match, man. And and so the two of them, this match was really good, um, especially with Danielson and his his crusade to go through uh, all of Dark Order, uh, which is a great storyline uh, in and of itself. So Danielson gets the win on this one. Uh, we did get our uh, uh, cowboy shit appearance, hell yeah, uh, which which I didn't really go as over as I thought it would uh, with Adam Page. Um, Really, it got a pop. It got a, it got a big pop, but I thought it would be like, I thought it would have been a little more. I don't know. Um, like, is it because he didn't? It, like his him, music like, didn't play right away. They didn't. No, yeah, he, that's what, if he came out like if his music hit right. and then he or like as he was running out of the tunnel, his music hit, then it would have yeah, it, it would have gotten a bigger pop. It was a little delayed, I, or I don't know if it played at all. Um, it did on on the way out. On the way because out, that was the end of the show. Right, right, right on the way out. But uh, him coming out, and after he cut that promo. So we get that skating uh, promo tomorrow. <laughs> we get that tomorrow. Uh, Winter is coming with the two of them, uh, Paige and Danielson. So looking forward to that. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the uh, the actual main event of the night, which is always kind of weird because Rampage never does numbers 
uh, to begin with because it's always taped. And so you kind of just understand if you really want to know, you can just see the, the rags. Uh, funny enough, while we're sitting in the arena, um, I got a message from uh, Ringside News asking or saying about the spoilers for Rampage. And now it's 10 o'clock. We're sitting in the arena. It's 10 o'clock. Rampage, yeah, Rampage hasn't even started. Rampage hasn't even started. So we're about to watch Rampage. So they had just set up people to know that spoilers are coming. Here's the page to find it. So I, I found that very interesting. Um, uh, 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 kicking things off. And, and Tony Khan at the beginning of the night came out and said that Rampage is stacked. And he was absolutely right. Uh, the match of the night for both shows. For all three shows, including Dark. Uh, that I said this to you. I said this to you also. And you were like, well, wait, wait, hold on for Adam Cole. That, that was going to be a squash no matter what. Lucha Bros versus FTR was a match of the night. And it happened on Rampage. N- name another I got 1A. 1 and 1A. Name a match that was close to this. I'm being honest. Go ahead. If, if I hear something. <laughs> I feel like. I feel what? Like, what? I, I didn't say anything. I feel something like some stupid match is going to be Riho versus Jamie Hayter. It's like <laughs> your favorite match of the night. Some no, stupid, no, no, ridiculous no, 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 thing no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, Go ahead. No, no, no. No, that little girl ruined that fucking match. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. All right? I will never forgive her. I'll never forgive you. But top to bottom, oh, I'm not going to lie. Here we go. My favorite match of the night, maybe because I paid so much <laughs> attention to it with the entrance and everything, was Hook and Fuego del Sol. Oh. <laughs> match of the night? Match. Okay. Match. Match of the night. And maybe entrance match of, the of the night. Maybe entrance. Match. You're saying that match De- is as good as debut, this? Debut of the year. Okay, that's enough out of you. I, I, Jesus. De- All right. This let, is why we need a third person so I can mute you and a talk slight, to them. A slight asterisk on it. A slight asterisk. This, yes, please. Debut match of the year. This is, this is why I need a third because I need to mute you and talk to somebody else because as good as that debut was, you're saying it was, as it was match. He almost he squashed Fuego del Sol. Exactly. Okay. In how, how his was that first match ever? Okay. Of course it was. It put put him up against the uh, Wardlow. Let's see see how how we do. Give it time. Give it <laughs> give it time. Give it time. Um, Lucha Bros and FTR. Give uh, it time and let Hook put on like twenty pounds of muscle. He, that's, that's not that's not going to happen. He, he's he's going to look. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to all things Hook in a second. Lucha Bros and FTR. Um, my 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 match of the night, and the reason why is because Ray Phoenix at some point, um, and I said this to my friend Abe yesterday, uh, probably a couple years down the line, if you know they do the breakup of of Lucha Bros, he's gonna be a world champion. He's gonna be a, a, a champion because he is just by far and away of the form that were in this ring, um, and even for matches that he, that he has that he's in the ring with, Ray Phoenix is uh, like above and beyond on another level. And you could see also, uh, you could see Penta, at, you know, try to like match with him, but it's just it's it's not even close. And FTR with with their old school, it was it's a good. I, I like the the dynamics of having like high flyers and like old school wrestlers uh, mm-hmm. fight each other, and that's what you got here. And it was just absolutely amazing that that one move that he does where he does like the. Well, first of all, the, the, when he when he walks the ring, he not walks, he runs the damn ring, the damn top rope, and kicks um, uh, Cash Wheel in the face. Uh, the one move where he he's holding on to Dax at, by the hand, and he does that like jump onto the the top rope to the middle rope to the top rope, and then arm drag, arm drag, all that for an arm drag. Um, <laughs> just it's 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 funny how you sometimes you just like over 
oversimplify things, but it, it just looks very impressive. And so uh, my, my favorite match of the night, uh, and they retain, by the way. So it, it was for the World Tag Team Championship and the Lucha Bros retain. So there was that. Uh, we had a lot of four matches in, in an hour. It uh, was a lot. Uh, Ruby Soho and Ajay Teikanti, uh, match of the night, versus a group of the night, uh, versus Nyla Rose, uh, the Bunny, and Penelope Ford. I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good. <laughs> Look at that booty. The good God. Um, I, I even forgot who, who won. Oh, Nyla Rose, uh, Bunny and Penelope Ford. Uh, whatever. It, it was just all take Conti and and Jay and Ford for me. It's like the greatest trio. S S S S S S S S all over the place. It was great. It was great, and. uh Thank you for re- retaining your your excitement for that match next year, cousin. <laughs> just <laughs> kind of weird. Although we were talking a lot about uh, some of the women and taking the photos. I he took the photo of uh, Jamie Hader on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I sent the pistol, Pete. Yeah, that's right. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, yeah. Here's time to take a shot. You had uh, Tony Schiavone um, interviewing Darby Allen and Sting, and that didn't happen because they got uh, their ass kicked by FTR. Uh, and then that's gonna be a pretty dope match in 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 North Carolina. Yes, North Carolina. Uh, yeah. North Carolina. Oh, we're not gonna get that. We didn't get it this time. I mean, obviously Kenny wasn't there, but also just I'm Rogers saying, but in, in North Carolina, I'm saying it's a little disappointing. What is that? A month out? Maybe, maybe he'll be back. Maybe right? uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not Omega. I'm not talking about Omega. I'm talking about. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying Omega might make an appearance. Oh. Maybe. He could. He could. Uh, the debut, your best debut of the year, um, with Hook against Fuego Del Sol. And when we saw this on the on the card, I was like, oh, oh, we, we get Hook's debut. <laughs> We've only been waiting for two years. It's what a, what a random night. I was pretty excited about that. Oh, me too. Me too. I, it was just like a random thing. Like, oh, by the way, Hook's debuting tonight. <laughs> just seems very weird. And of all the people that could have like taken over the internet this or last week, it was Hook. It was it was it was fucking Hook. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it was just so weird. Like Taz's son Hook makes his debut. First of all, he looks like um he looks like little Mac from uh like the Mike Tyson like punch out series. He has like the hair going on, he has <laughs> yeah. he has the shorts, the boots, he looks like little Mac. And yeah. uh, he just has his dad's style, and it's it, he's he is like just like all other generational wrestlers that that come before their predecessor. They they have like the, the finishing move, the move like the, the judo moves that he has, and you know, he he looked good. <laughs> he he looked good, and he went was so over with the crowd getting in there. First of all, with just his entrance. His lackadaisical entrance, his his music. His, uh, oh, talk about the music. Shout uh, shout out, Action Bronson. Action Bronson. Sh- that doing, was a fucking epic entrance. Doing the the theme song for Hook. Um, his his wrestling kind of just like, you know, just like okay, kind <laughs> kind of like lazy, kind of not lazy. It was uh, you put a move on, and it was just like I'm here to do business and get the hell out, and that's what he did. He pinned him, pinned Fuego del Sol, and just got out of the ring. I love that kind of attitude, and I think that po- that played absolutely well with, very well with the crowd. Um, 
you know, so shout out to Hook and and his debut. Like he was just way over for the entire the entire week goes to him because it, it he did not disappoint <laughs> in in this debut. And it was it was a good a good uh, uh, wrestler to go against with someone like Fuego del Sol, the kind of same size, mm-hmm. uh, same uh, kind of high flyer, um, but someone that could job because now <laughs> according to his record, <laughs> we we all laughed in the arena. He is now seventy. See, sorry, he's seven and thirty-four <laughs> in two thousand and twenty-one. Yes. <laughs> Add that one, thirty-four. He is seven and thirty-four in twenty twenty-one. Um, he's going to be the first AEW wrestler to be the first to fifty losses. There should be a day for that. Should give him an award. It should be like, yeah, a, like, a, a, yeah exactly. Like should get an award. Bronze trash can. Hook, Hook's debut. After it was all said and finished, it's, it's early. Obviously, because it's his first match. But that kid's going to be a world champion one day. A world champ. <laughs> a world champ. Uh, I mean, he could be FTW champion very soon. Um, He's going to... Well, he could be FTW champion tomorrow if he wanted to. Uh, world he is going is, to uh, be very long the AEW world heavyweight champion one day. I give it three... Mm, five years tops. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Five years for Hook to become the champion. Um, yes, I will see your five and say I'm not gonna say never. Um, I, I don't see it in five years. I don't see it in five years. I really? See it, I see it down the road. Maybe. Maybe. Um, five years. I give it. If he gets it, built up like this, it, absolutely. It, it's, been, it's been one match. It's been one match. Hook versus MJF, full gear, 2026. 2026. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see it. I see it. Um, yeah, I, it was very impressive. It was very impressive. Um, uh, it wasn't like he did too much uh, like outside the ring or um, you know, came up with like, uh, some some reversals here and there. Um, but, you know, it was just... It was just a very impressive uh, debut for for Hook, um, and then the main events with Adam Cole taking Bay Bay taking on Willie Yuta. and the interesting thing about this entire match, uh, which was going to end up, I mean, which was going to end up eventually being a squash, which I didn't think was going to happen because I thought we, they had Willie Yuta at least a little more up than that. Um, never thought he was going to win. I just didn't think it was going to be that much of a squash. <coughs> Excuse me. Is that the interview that the the always awkward, never unsatisfying interview that Mark Henry always has during the main event before the main event, um, he is horrible. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's just terrible on the mic. Um, the interaction that Trent had with the rest of best friends, and he goes, uh, "If you if you watched it, or <laughs> if you were there and watched it, he said, uh, shouldn't this be about me? I just returned. Uh, shouldn't I be the one fighting?" And Cassidy kind of broke that up and was like, no, it's Yuta's, Yuta's chance. It's Yuta's turn. Um, so there was a little weird dissension going on there. So I, I didn't know if they were going to break that up suddenly or, or what. But uh, that, that that was the most interesting part of that whole thing that I found. Um, I don't know. It was just me. Um, let's see here. Cole. Uh, that, that entrance, by the way, is just absolute fire, especially when you're there. When you're live and it's just like uh, that music hits, like his his music now is more entertaining than uh, I I think 
uh, UE's music. Um, I will say that now and not be judged for it. Um, so Adam Cole wins. Adam Cole wins wins the whole thing. And no uh, judgment here. Trust me. Okay, gotcha. I said some more ridiculous things on this show. On the show. Right now. Yeah, in the last five minutes. Um, yeah, 30 seconds ago. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> Yuta gets the loss. Uh, best friends, all of them, get their ass whipped um, by uh, by the, the super click. And they did the triple BT trigger on Trent, <laughs> of, all, of all people. Um, so welcome back, Trent. And that is that. We have um, tomorrow, uh, uh, we have MJF versus Dante Martin for the Dynamite Dino, uh, Dynamite Diamond uh, Final. Uh, Serena, there you go. There was a lot to say. Serena D versus Hikaru Shida, who, by the way, uh, looks like she's heading back to Japan um, at some point. I did see that somewhere. So, we, uh, But it's, it's, th- this is their rubber match. They each got one win on each other. And now this is the third. Is the third. I, I, I want to say that Sheeta's going to win, but I, I don't know. Hey, I mean, if she's if she's out of here, uh, I uh, expect Serena Deeb to win this, uh, if, if the reports are true. So there's that. Yeah. Um, and then Adam Page against Brian Danielson uh, for the title. Good God. It's going to be a good one. That's going to be 30 minutes at least. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's going to be a good one. Um I did, and Brian gets his first loss in AEW. I'm calling it. Uh, well, yeah, but probably by nefarious means. I don't see it happening. Like, uh, I don't know. So something's something's gonna go down. You where... don't think it's just clean in the middle no. of the ring? No, I don't think he's gonna get a clean win. No, I think it's I think it's too soon. With, with all I'm Dave's saying is, I did I did see this rumor going around that just like Omega, you know, just like the Omega, it match. is. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, they, but they went to a, a draw. There has been uh, some talk about winter is coming. Might mean that Wyndham is coming. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> All right. See, I told you I was going to say some more fucking weird shit on this show. <laughs> no judgment, right? No, no judgment at all. I just want to know who they are. Your 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 source of they. Source to say. Got it. Uh, Really quickly, WWE uh, yesterday, uh, speaking of St. Paul, Minnesota, and it was just, again, if you go online and take a look at some of the um, the photos, it's 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 depressing. It's depressing, and I, I don't find any joy in it. The idea of like just the arena just being a third packed. Uh, that's not an exaggeration. A third packed. Um, Lash- Lashley's looking to uh, get into the main event uh, picture for day one. Uh, Otis defeating Riddle, which I mean, of of all people, who would have thought that of all the drops that WWE made in in firing everybody, that Otis would still be uh, sticking around. Decay in a tag team, nonetheless. In a tag team, and and in the singles match, defeating one half of the uh, tag team champions. Uh, Bianca well, Belair, rest in peace, Decay. Decay. Uh, Bianca Belair defeating Dewdrop in match number twelve of whatever series and numbers that they've had. Um, uh, I believe I read a report. Liv Morgan actually was actually injured uh, with the attack from Becky Lynch, so she's going to get a title rematch, though. Um, so look out for that. As far as the injury front goes, uh, Dirty Dogs defeating Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I don't know what the hell is going on with Finn Balor. Um, it's 
he's the newest NXT jobber. He's <laughs> that's right. It's the last the last place I saw him actually be successful was NXT. Uh, let's yeah. see here. Um, bu- 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 Queen Zel- <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Zelina defeating Rhea Ripley and uh, what alternate universe would that actually happen? Uh, and then the they had the uh, the I guess the, the triple match series which they always do, which of course we, you knew he was going to win the entire thing. With Bobby Lashley going through uh, the gauntlet to get to the uh, day one, so he defeats uh, Seth Rollins uh, via DQ from uh, uh, Kevin Rollins. Um, Kevin then, Owens. Kevin Owens. Let's try that again. Kevin Rollins. I just combined two people. Uh, Lashley defeating Seth Rollins in a no DQ match. Um, Miz and Maurice uh, on a possible breakup. Good God, don't you ever mess with Maurice. I, I will kill you, and I will jump in and marry her immediately. Um, immediately. Immediately. You just saw that it was coming, and she smacked the shit out of him. Uh, so there's that dissension. Uh, Lashley and Big E in uh, a no DQ match, and... Rollins Owens came out. He had uh, MVP smack Big E in the back of the leg with his cane. Uh, finished the match up with more a, like a light tap. It, it was it was kind of a light tap to the to the thigh. Uh, finished up with a spear. Um, shout out to Big E and his Happy Festivus uh, gear. Uh, and that's that's where we're we're at with uh, with day one. We have a fatal four way now with uh, Lashley Owens Rollins and Big E uh, and. Uh, uh, I, I popped a little bit when uh, Stevenson and uh, Lashley uh, uh, gave each other a fist bump and uh, gave MVP a, MVP a pound uh, sitting in the front row. So that is raw. That's where we're standing uh, with with that picture. Um, I feel like I need to say this, and uh, I will move out of the way uh, for the rest of the show. Uh, their women's division has gone to shit, and the and the weird thing about about that is that WWE had the best women's division in, in the, the world. Um, yep. And with serious competition, and not that they're not g- good as competition now, I'm saying that the, the matches that they're having are shit. And they they prided themselves on that. They should have still prided themselves on that, and whatever happened, whoever was, was doing creative for them, um, it, it's gone way downhill. That's my, that's my piece. That's my gripe. It's uh, it just needs to be back to where it was. Anything else, brother? Before we, I agree a hundred percent. Thanks, thanks for that. Um, anything else before we uh, head out of here? Um, seems like we have finally seen the last of Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly in NXT. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't Johnny talk- Gargano is officially gone. We know that for sure. But Kyle O'Reilly, I don't think reports came out about him being officially gone, but he is also gone. Put over two guys in the, in the process, though, respecting them. Yeah. Yeah. I um, also want to give a shout-out to, uh, speaking of Chris Jericho uh, and his music, he was uh, in London doing shows for Fozzie, and he had to cancel because of non-COVID reasons. He was in the hospital. Uh, I, I see you looking. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got you. No, 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 no! I missed it. I was just gonna. You sound like you're from London. That's all. Oh, that's London. literally the thing that came. I didn't want to say it, but it just came out. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so the so the the so the bands will play Judas and Enemy, uh, but Jericho has been uh, banned from singing by his doctor. Um, can't sing right now. Hopefully, he stays in good health. So there's that. Uh, yeah. Anything else before we uh, head out of here? 
Uh, Taz and Hook are already better than Ray and Dominic. I just want to point that out there. <laughs> um, well, they have to they have to fight together. At no, they don't. Ray, Ray and Dominic have, have at least fought together. That's true. But Taz I'm saying that Taz and Hook are already better than Ray and Dominic until they until they says. until they fight. I can't say that. No, you're wrong. Uh, okay, all right. And so basically, Taz can we <laughs> can be behind a microphone and he's better than Ray. The whole point yes. is to wrestle. The whole point is wrestling. You have to wrestle. Hook could take on Ray and Dominic in a handicap match. The hard on you have for Hook is just astronomical. Get some. Uh, it, it's any wrestler from New York. What's that? That's what it is. Yeah. Got it. So why didn't he debut? Why do you think I like John Silver and, and Alex Reynolds so much? So when they go to the, when they go to Barclays, when they go to do, uh, to Barclays, then they can debut there. No, that's like see, it made more sense in Long Island. But he's from. Brooklyn. Would have been way much. It would have been way better if it was at it was at the Coliseum. Isn't he from Brooklyn? Who? Hook. No, St. Mark's Place. Oh. That's the Lower East Side of Manhattan, brother. So then he should be at uh, make a debut at MSG. If we can get MSG, yeah, which never happened. If we can get AEW into no. MSG, uh, that would be that would break the earth. <laughs> and it's, it's so weird too how like one company has like such a a hold on on like just an arena um you just, you just don't expect other it would companies be known as the day the earth stood still you just don't expect other companies to go into places that are just established already like msg um seemingly barclay center apparently uh so yeah uh, but what can, do you think happens first go do you, you think UBS. that aew goes to msg or do you think that wwe goes to daily's place <laughs> I think AEW would go to MSG first. <laughs> no way. Nah, you imagine like, the gall, and then they don't sell out. <laughs> it's like they still a third of the place uh, not sold out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they match their COVID era numbers, 1,500 like, people. That's like, <laughs> that's like having WrestleMania tw- uh, in two years being in uh, Jaguar Stadium. <laughs> They should really do that. That would, that would be something. TIAA Bank Field Arena, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, TIAA. Uh, the host of WrestleMania 40. <laughs> spit in the face. I spit in the face of people who want to be cool. Um, that's it. I'm done. I want to wish you once again. Many, many, many birthdays to come. And on that note... Guys, hit us up on the Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Twitter, Sons of Slam Show, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell along with the Reaper. Birthday boy, Joe Black. I got a head on my shoulders, common sense, and charisma. Cheers to another year, brother. Thank you.
the Sons of Slam podcast.